Hello, Real Life Family. It's Pastor Tim uh, continuing our series on living by faith. And so just just pray together as we start this video out. Lord, uh, thank you for the opportunity to share um, your truths and just the exciting uh, power of your truth that it sets us free. And I pray, God, as we discuss today's topic about uh, faith and how uh, we can have a new mind, a renewed mind, how that transforms our lives. Lord, I just pray that your spirit will quicken your truths in us today so we can experience more freedom and more of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're doing this series called Living by Faith, and we're not living by emotions. We're not called to live by circumstances. We're not called to live by popular opinion, but we are called to live by faith. And the Bible says that living by faith actually is how we come alive, right? And so we've talked about how faith uh, um, thinks, uh, sees differently, how faith speaks differently. And today I want to talk about how faith thinks differently, thinks differently. Our mind, God has designed you to have a sound mind, to have your mind, your brain filled with good thoughts, with the right thoughts, with godly thoughts that will produce life in you. But not all of our thoughts are that way. And so God gives us tools. He shows us how to have our mind renewed. So I'm going to start with 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is the King James Version. So God did not give us a spirit of fear. We are not to be living uh, in anxiety, in fear, in worry, in stress. Our bodies were not designed for that. Our brains were not designed for that. There's nothing in us um, that was created to live in fear, right? That is against our natural design that God has made us to experience. So instead of that, God hasn't given that to us. That's not coming from God. What God gives us is power, love, and a sound mind. You can have a sound mind. We all battle with thoughts. And today we're going to talk about how we can change our mind, how changing our mind actually changes our lives. And to change your mind really is the biblical word of repentance. It's to change your mind. It's to think differently. And God has given us the power to change our mind, to change our brains, to change our thoughts, which will have a profound impact on the quality of life that we live. Let's start by this. You are wired. I am wired for love. Um, Neurologically, we are designed and wired for love and to be in the image of God. Anything that works against that is foreign to us, that it's a threat to our existence because we weren't made for sin. We weren't made for anything that's out of God's love. Now, I want to mention this right now. There is a video that I hope that you can find in the description of this video that I would highly recommend that you watch, and it's called The Miracle of Changing Your Mind by Dr. Caroline Leaf. If you check that video out on YouTube, if you search it on Google, um, again, The Miracle of Changing Your Mind by Dr. Caroline Leaf, I think you will be uh, fascinated uh, by this video. And I'm gonna try to capture, uh, capture a lot of these thoughts as well because Dr. Caroline Leaf is a, a neurological scientist and she's been studying the brain and thoughts for I think 38 years. She's written many books, she's a Christian, and she does a fantastic job of describing how our mind and our brain works and how that affects our body and our soul. And so check that video out, but I'm gonna also highlight some of, some of uh, her conclusions, some of her uh, research. And, uh, and of course, this is all biblically based as I'm gonna inter- interweave scriptures of what God has already been saying and science is just now catching up to God's biblical wisdom that he has given to us all these years, okay? First of all, God is love, 1 John 4, 8. The Bible says God is love. He not just loves, but he is love. His nature is love. And we mentioned this last week, we are made in the image of God. Therefore, we are made in love. We are made to 
experience love. We are made to um, give love, and uh, we function by love. And, and you say, oh, not, that, uh, that's not true. Well, don't go off of your experience. I'm going off of how you were built, how God designed you, how you are wired. Your body, your mind, your brain, everything in you, all the neurological, all the, and I'm not a scientist, but everything about our existence, God made us to experience the fullness of his love. Okay? Anything contrary to that is sin, and, and our body rejects it. Our soul rejects it. Our feelings reject it. It hurts us. It harms us. Uh, and so keep that in mind throughout this message. You and I were made for love. We are made by love. We are made to have love. We are made to house love and to live in love. Okay? Anything contrary to that, we're not wired for. We're not wired for hate or for hurt or for fear or for depression or for anxiety or for worry or for competition. Uh, pushing other people down to get ourselves up higher. We're not, we are not wired for selfishness. All of that is of a sinful, fallen, broken nature that sin created. That's not who we are. We are made in love for love. Keep that in mind. God is love. God loves. And everything in God's nature is love. And this love is called agape in Greek. When we look at the scriptures in its original language, you know, the New Testament uses the word agape. Agape, it, is, it means to give sacrificially, unconditionally, without motive. And only God can love in this way. Only God has agape love. It's perfect love. It is God love. And that's what you and I are built for, is agape love. And our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual parts are all wired for agape love. No strings attached love. Unconditional love. Unwavering love from God. Acceptance. Okay, so Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates or shows us his agape love in this. While we were still sinners, undeserving of any of this love, God loved us. Christ died for us, gave his whole life for you and for me. This is agape love. That's the definition of agape love. Is While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the grace and mercy of God. That's who we serve. This is the God that we serve. This is the God who made us, is love. So sin is not the measuring stick uh, for righteousness. Rather, it's faith in Jesus. So much of us um, use our, uh, or we, we view our righteousness before God uh, based on how much sin we have. <laughs> like if I, if I haven't sinned a lot, then I feel like I'm more right with God or I'm doing a good job, right? Uh, but if I have sinned a lot, then, oh, God's really mad at me and I have, you know, I'm in big trouble. But somehow it gets flipped around. It's all about my performance and your performance. And if I'm sinning a lot or if I'm not sinning a lot or if I'm doing certain sins or I'm not doing other sins. And somehow we have this weird thing. And that has nothing to do with your righteousness. Righteousness is only through faith in Christ. Not your performance, not my performance. But the Bible makes it clear that sin is missing the mark. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark. And no one is righteous. No one is without sin. Only Jesus is righteous, and he freely gives his righteousness to us, or to me and to you, through faith in him, through trusting in him. That's it. That's the gospel. That's the good news. So let's just not be surprised by the fact that we sin. You and I sin. I'm a, we, I sin, you sin, every, everyone that we know sins. Everybody. We have this problem, and we make messes, and we fail. But God has given us the capacity to learn and to grow and to not live in our sin. But we can step out of our messes that we make. We can step out of our sin. We can grow from it. We can learn from it. We can be healed from it. Or when we stay in it, when we don't heal from our mistakes or when we don't heal from the sin done to us, it kills us. It kills us. And we're not wired to live in chaos. We're not wired to live in sin. Uh, we're wired to be forgiven and to be healed and to live apart from sin. That's what we're wired for. Everything that we do or happens to us that is not in alignment with God's love 
is sin. And God has built into our being signals that go off as warnings to us that we're stepping out of his love. When sin happens, your emotions or your mind or your body sends a signal and says, whoa, something's not right. Something's not right. It's a signal. It's a warning flash. It can be an emotion. It can be a feeling. It can be a sickness, a disease. It can be any of these things. It's a warning signal because your body, your mind, your soul says this is not what we were meant for. You are not wired to be a sinner. You are wired in the image of God, in love. So keep all this in mind as we get into the more details of our mind. Every part of a life lived outside of God's love is producing death. God wants to make you new. He wants to redeem your life. He wants to redeem you out of sin. We're not saying that we're going to be perfect. We are saying, though, that Jesus has come to bring us out of sin and to teach us and help us learn how to live a new life, a life of righteousness, not to earn our righteousness, but because he has forgiven us, because he has saved us, now he wants to invite us more into this lifestyle that will produce more life in you and, and, and through you. And so that's what we're talking about. Everything that is said, done, or thought outside of God's love is going to have an adverse effect on us because we were not created to experience these things. So when we do experience these things, God has given us signals that something is wrong. Love has been violated. Love has been attacked. Something other than love has encountered us. And God's perfect plan for you is the fullness of his love. He wants you to be filled with his love. And you and I, we will receive that one day. We will see him face to face. All evil, all regret, all wrong thinking, all hurt, all pain, all of that will be finally wiped away and we will be filled completely with God's fullness of love. We will have perfect love, perfect peace, perfect joy. We will be who we were meant to be all along. Oh man, what a great day that will be. In the meantime, God is going to continue to equip you to grow and learn and how to live by faith, not by sight, not by emotions, not by circumstances. And access His love. Right? And so, we need to learn how to reject rejection, <laughs> fear, anxiety, negativity, depression, curses, evil, all these things. That's what God wants to teach us how to do. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ. How do we handle negative thoughts and trauma from the past? How do we come out of the effects of sin done to us and that we have done? So, um, Hebrews 12, 2 says that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We're living by faith. And so we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the one who's going to lead us into uh, that liberty and that freedom and that newness of life that he has for us. Instead of spending our energy beating ourselves up over our failures or our sin, what if we put that energy towards stepping into God's love and seeing who we really are made to be. What if we put our energy into focusing on Jesus, not ourselves? Focusing on who he says we are, not who we, uh, we say we are and what other people say we are. Instead of focusing on our sin, we need to be focusing on Jesus, who is the Son, right? And so, uh, last week I mentioned that repentance means to change your mind. And the Bible talks about changing our mind quite a bit. So let's get into this a little bit. Paul uses... Uh, the phrase renewing your mind. And renewing your mind means that it's returning to what it used to be. When we renew something, we're just refreshing it. We're restoring it back to what it was. And so the idea of renewing our mind is, well, something went wrong with our mind. <laughs> and that something is sin. Sin, uh, you know, messed everything up in our world, including our thoughts. And so Paul in the Bible and God is saying, repent, change your mind, renew your mind, go back to how I made you to be. 
That's what renewing means, is returning to God's created uh, norm for our thoughts, what is true. And so transform means to be changed, to change your mind, you change your life. If you change your mind, you change your life. Because the Bible says in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. So if you change your mind, you transform your life. The Bible says, if you, I want you to transform, I want you to be transformed and you do it by changing your mind. So if you change your mind, you change your life, right? And so that's what God says. Well, that sounds simple, but it is not very easy <laughs> to change our mind. But the Bible says when you go through this process, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And when our minds and our, our lives come into alignment with God's will, life flows to us. We are restored into, our, uh, into the image of God and everything is filled with life instead of death, right? There's an exchange of death for life. So what is the pattern of this world? Well, I mean, the pattern of this world is broken. It's evil. It's selfishness. It's pride, competition, comparison, greed, lust, power, hurt, evil, deceit. I mean, it, we go on and on and on. It's just darkness. It's brokenness and it's death. That's the pattern of this world. The thoughts of this world, the patterns of this world that the Bible says, don't conform to that. Don't think that way. Don't live that way. Don't believe that. All of that stuff is destroying you. It's breaking you down. It's evil. It's dark. It's bondage, right? Instead, be transformed by renewing your mind into who God says you are and come alive. Come alive. So 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says that a lot of our battle for this is really in our mind. It's changing what we believe and what we think. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Now, hold on a minute. Why are we talking about fighting here? Why are we talking about fighting? Well, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, uh, Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. So living by faith is a fight. To choose to believe in God and to do life God's way and to think like God thoughts, uh, think like God thinks, that's a fight. That's a battle. And the battle is raging in our minds all the time and in our brains, right? In our mind, we have a battle. We have to decide to overcome the pressures of this world, the temptations, the lies of this world, and to choose to believe God, to believe his word. That's where faith comes from. The Bible says faith comes from the word of God, hearing the message of God's word, hearing God's truth. Faith comes. So we are learning to live by faith. It's a battle. And in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, this is how we fight this battle. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power, God power, to demolish strongholds. So what are these strongholds? These strongholds are our thoughts. Listen to this. We demolish arguments and every pretension. These are thoughts that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Every thought that is contrary to God, we have to fight and defeat that thought. And it says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is our battle. Our battle is not guns and swords and bazookas and you know nunchucks and things like that. It's not physical weapons, spiritual weapons and thoughts in our mind. We need to destroy the wrong thoughts and we need to replace them with God thoughts. Our thoughts are controlling our lives. Now, there are good thoughts and there's toxic thoughts. Good thoughts are in alignment with love. They're in alignment with God's will. God is love. God is perfect wisdom. And as we are in alignment with him, our thoughts are in alignment with him. But there's also toxic thoughts. Good thoughts are going to be health to your soul and your body. Toxic thoughts are going to be unhealthy to your soul and your body. So let's talk about this a little bit more. Not every thought in your brain is right or good, or godly. There's no way all of your thoughts are right, good, and godly. And so we want to put a bullseye on the thoughts that are toxic in our brain, and we want to renew those thoughts. We want to break those thoughts down, like the Bible says, take it captive, break that, demolish that stronghold, break that thought down, 
and rebuild a godly thought, the right thought in that space. It will change our lives. The Bible says if you change those toxic thoughts, if you renew your mind, if you change those thoughts, your life will be changed. Your life will be changed. This is where it all is. This is such an amazing topic to talk about. Thoughts that you have um, as a result of trauma in your life or sin or pain or hurt are toxic to your love-wired existence. Thoughts, um, they need to be removed. They need to be replaced. These thoughts can cause physical, mental, and emotional illnesses in you. Not to mention how they affect others around you uh, when they manifest in your words and your actions to those around you. We all know how uh, and have experienced this personally, and we have done this personally, where we have uh, an unresolved issue in our, in our hearts, but it's really thoughts. We might be feeling rejected. We might be feeling anger uh, because so something happened. And then that thought is captivating our body and our soul, and it's creating maybe increased blood pressure. Maybe we can't sleep because we're so worried about it. Maybe we start getting ulcers because it begins to affect our body. Maybe we're getting headaches, or we get uh, lightheaded, or we have some physical symptoms. We have some emotional symptoms. We have some mental uh, uh, symptoms like depression, or anxieties, or fears, or panic attacks. And then th those, those thoughts come out of our mouth and we could be angry at somebody or we could be cutting someone else down to try to make ourselves feel better or we could be blaming someone and criticizing, accusing others and then we're harming people and like I said last week, toxicity of our words is just coming out, spraying on people, right? And we're, we're cursing people in a sense. And so we all have experienced that. And over time, if you don't deal with these toxic thoughts that are in your brain, if it's been growing in you and growing in you for decades because there's a trauma that was never dealt with or healed, you actually increase your risk of illness 35 to 98% depending on how long you let that thing grow. Your immune system will respond to that toxic thought and begin to attack it. So this battlefield is our mind. The evil wants to infiltrate your mind and plant the wrong thoughts and conclusions in your brain to destroy you and those around you. Your brain is your computer that runs your attitudes, your decisions, your interpretations of life. And so you and I, we need to become thought detectives, right? We need to become thought detectives and search through every thought and remove the wrong ones and replace them with God's truth. And this is the process the Bible calls renewing your mind. Going through our thoughts, finding out which ones uh, are ungodly, are wrong, uh, are hurtful, are unresolved. And then bringing God into that equation to get healing and to break that thought down. I want to talk about just the specifics about how your mind and your brain work. You can see this more in detail in the video if you can watch that. It's just amazing. But the mind... And the brain are two different things. The mind is the power that drives the brain. Okay? The brain is the physical matter. It's the ne and it's neuroplastic. And, and what that means is neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to form and reorganize synaptic connections, especially in response to learning or experiencing or following an injury. The brain is actually matter. Thoughts are real and the mind is taking information in all the time the mind is an amazing computer it's it's incredible no, we, we just can't even compare anything to it how brilliant uh, our minds are and our minds are taking all kinds of information in. even right now your mind is working right now processing these words making decisions about these words and creating thoughts and your mind is creating thoughts and it takes this information and it processes it and then it builds thoughts into the brain. So if you and I physically, a physical person, we're building a computer, it's like 
we would be the brain and we're making decisions on how we want this computer to run and how we want the program to run and we're actually connecting wires and we're soldering things together or whatever or we're entering in the program and we're typing in the codes and we're deciding we're the brain or we're the mind telling the computer which is the brain what it's going to do the brain cannot change on its own the brain doesn't make decisions on its own the brain is the computer the mind your mind is what decides is going to go in your brain your mind is actually the builder of thoughts and your brain is the storage of those thoughts and thoughts are real they are made up of proteins this is part of um, the science that we have today that we can see thoughts thoughts are made out of proteins physical matter right and when a thought is in alignment with god's wisdom which we refer to as love the thought is healthy and it benefits your whole being and your body accepts that thought as in alignment with itself and it pr produces life in you but when a thought is out of alignment uh, it is literally a twisted form of proteins and it looks different than a good thought it's a toxic thought and it's twisted and contorted and the body sees that thought and it says that doesn't fit here and the immune system attacks that thought and it begins to be toxic it begins to produce toxins in our body emotionally physically uh, mentally it it doesn't fit it's unhealthy for us and uh and so um and so it becomes a threat to your love wired existence it's a threat now the good news is our brains can change not of themselves but our minds can tell our brain to change okay our brain is not fixed it's not concrete like i said it's neuroplastic it can change synapses can be reorganized and rearranged proteins can be deconstructed and reconstructed if our mind engages those thoughts if our mind decides to change our mind reaches into our brain and it breaks that thought apart it deconstructs those proteins and it reconstructs them that's what our mind can do this is amazing a lot of people don't think thoughts are real but they are absolutely real they are made of matter your body actually is making thoughts all the time eight to ten thousand new thoughts a day your brain your mind is creating in your brain it's always creating it's always developing these new thoughts proteins can be rearranged thoughts are real and they stay in their protein shape until challenged to be changed let's just take a quick example let's say that you went through a traumatic experience uh, and trauma is everyone's problem every single one of us have trauma we're human beings we live in a broken world a fallen world sin creates trauma some uh, the the spectrum of this trauma is great it can be really crazy high intense it can be little things and all in between it doesn't matter we all have trauma all of us we've all been exposed to sin we've all sinned we've all been sinned against we've all been uh, the love structure that we have been created in has been violated there's no question about it now when that happens your that trauma can cause your mind to make thoughts and those thoughts are a, it can be a toxic thought that's unhealed unprocessed by god's word and by god's presence and by god's healing and if it's a toxic thought and you and you just over life you decide instead of dealing with it we're just going to cover it up you're going to put a band-aid to it we're just going to ignore it right um, that thought is still there that thought is still releasing uh, signals to your body that it's toxic and it's going to create death in you it's going to create problems in your body problems in your mind problems in your emotions problems are going to then come out of your words out of your attitude out of your actions out of your behaviors because those thoughts even if you're trying to cover it up it's still there it's still in the program it's still running the show 
and it's going to come out and affect your relationships and your decisions and, and how you're living life. And it grows over time. It grows. It's, it's a root system. It's a thought that actually makes more and more connections over time and affects more and more areas of your brain. And so these thoughts are alive. <laughs> these things are real, sending real signals to your body. So thoughts that are ignored, covered up, or not challenged remain unchanged and they continue to grow. They don't just disappear because you're ignoring them. Uh, they don't just fall apart because you're trying to uh, cover it up with something. Some of our thoughts, uh, and, and again, toxic, you know, caused from trauma, have been operating in our brain for decades because they have, been, they have not been deconstructed. And we've tried to ignore them or cover them up. By ignoring them, but ignoring them does not change them, doesn't nullify them. In fact, they become more influential over time because they grow and affect more and more of our life over time. So here's where it gets really interesting. Our body is designed to warn us when we have these thoughts and when evil happens, when sin happens, whether we do it or it's done to us or it's around us, our our existence, our body, our soul, our mind war has warning signals to us, just like a car. Uh, you know, on the day, I've talked about this before, but the dashboard of a car, uh, they have all these uh, lights that are off, but when there's a problem, a light comes on, a signal comes on, it might say um, low, it might be this, the, the light for low air pressure in a tire. It might have a, a yours might look like a little tire or it might say low pressure, uh, but it, that light will come on and it says, here's a signal, there's a problem. There's a problem. Now, is the signal the problem? <laughs> no, the signal's not the problem. The signal is actually a good thing. It's a blessing that that signal is there because it tells us there's a problem. Does that make sense? Um, so we have uh, maybe oil, low oil. The oil light shows up. And it's it, that the, the oil light itself is not the problem. So if I take some electrical tape and I just tape over top of that light because I, I want to get rid of that light, I want to get rid of that, I want to cover that up, I don't want to see that light because that light is, is telling me that there's a problem. I think the light's the problem. I'm trying to cover up the light. But that's not the problem. The light is telling me there is a problem. There's a problem under the hood. <laughs> you need some new oil. And so when we experience things like, listen to me, when we experience things like depression or anger or hurt or anxiety or worry, okay, these things are signals. These things are not bad. They're actually good because they're telling us something else bad just happened that we need to deal with, a thought is in our brain, our mind just made a conclusion, and now that toxic thought is actually affecting us to feel depressed, to get our attention that something needs to happen here. There is a problem. We are not meant for this, what, just, what we just had, or what's gone on in our past has grown to the level where now we're experiencing depression. But depression actually isn't real. Oh, I know your feelings are real. I know that you feel this. I know that. That's what, but it's not real. What's real is the thoughts that have created the warning signal of depression. So there are no proteins in the body that describe or create something that we can diagnose as depression. You can't find it. You will not find depression in your body. It's not actually in existence. You will find toxic thoughts. You will find thoughts that need to be addressed from trauma, from hurt, from rejection, from guilt, from sin, from anger. You will find those. Those are real. Depression is just a signal from your body saying something's wrong, something's wrong, this isn't right. We weren't meant, meant for this. We're not meant to have these thoughts. We're not meant to feel this thing. Okay, do you see the difference? So to take medication to numb your feelings from that depression is not going to fix you. The Bible says that if we change our mind, 
we will change our life. The healing process is to go into the thoughts that are creating the problem. And that's where God wants you to go. That's called renewing your mind. You know, um, these signals that I'm talking about are a means of God's grace to warn us or to signal to us that something outside of love has entered us or encountered us, is trying to affect us. And we're not made for this. So if we follow the signals back to the thought or the trauma or the experience, and we invite God into that through prayer, God will heal us. Uh, God will give us his wisdom, his perspective, and his truth. And listen, in the process of doing this, that toxic thought that's causing your immune system to attack it and to release these feelings of depression or whatnot. And it can happen over time, years and decades even, these thoughts can be there. If it's a toxic thought and you begin to pray and you begin to attack that thought spiritually and you look at that thought and you begin to challenge it with God's truth and you ask for God to heal you, what happens is your mind begins to actually deconstruct like, like my fingers are pulling apart, it can deconstruct that toxic thought and pull, literally, over time, pull those proteins apart and reconstruct them in a healthy way. It's a miracle. It is an absolute miracle to have your mind changed. And once your mind is changed, it changes your life. That's what God wants to do. You need His Spirit. You need His Word. And you need to engage in what he's called you to do. To not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by changing your mind, renewing your mind. That's why I always say, I've heard this rhyme many years ago, whatever God reveals, he's ready to heal. Whatever God is putting his finger on in your life, a thought, a, a pattern, something there, you need to follow that signal all the way to the root system. And you need to begin to prayerfully challenge that thought, prayerfully enter that trauma, sometimes with other people's help for support. With the Word of God, with the Spirit of God, and with God's people, we enter in, we trace the trail. We are a thought detective. We go to the root. We go to the problem. We go under the hood. We get right into it, and we challenge that toxic thought that toxic conclusion, what our mind did its best job at the time to make sense of, but it incorrectly built a pattern, a toxic thought of rejection, or I'm not good enough, or no one loves me, or God's against me, or I'm just not, I'm not going to make it. Whatever that toxic thought is from the circumstances, from that trauma, from that hurt, from that evil, needs to be challenged prayerfully with the Word of God and with the help of other people. And you can break that thought apart. You can take that thought captive and you can make it obedient to Christ and it will change your life. And this isn't done in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or through one message. It's not. It's not that simple. God can do a miracle. He can change a thought like that. He can do miracles. But the process normally takes time and it's part of our journey to trust in God and to live by faith. And faith thinks differently. Faith approaches every one of these thoughts as God instructs us to. And we break down, we demolish every argument, every thought, every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God that is contrary to God's truth and contrary to God's nature in us. We challenge every one of those thoughts one at a time and we renew, we recapture who we really are in our brain. We change our brain, our mind changes our brain one thought at a time and we take it captive to the obedient of Christ. We kick out the toxic thoughts, we bring in God's thoughts and we come more and more alive and we are more and more free. Hallelujah. Wow. This is amazing. Amazing stuff. Depression, again, is not an it. It doesn't exist. It's a signal. It's a signal. Right? All of these problems, they are signals. 
And the solution is not to medicate the signals. Not to uh, go shopping and try to make yourself feel good because you just bought something. It's not to keep eating all the comfort foods to try to drown away your feelings. That's not going to fix it either. That's not the solution, right? To spew all your feelings out on somebody else, all of your anger, all your uh, criticism, all of this stuff. That's not going to fix it. That's not helping you. That's not the solution. Do you see what I'm saying? The solution is for you to take ownership that that thought exists. Go down into that problem and face it and challenge it with God's truth. And over time, you will change it and you'll change your life. It's not everybody else's fault. It's not always all the stuff around you. It's what's going on between your ears. It's what's going on in your mind and in your brain and the things that you've chosen to believe. And you have free will and you can believe whatever you want to believe. And you know what? Only you can decide that. But God is calling you and equipping you with the tools to be free and to be filled with his love and to be, get rid of insecurity and get rid of fear and get rid of worry and get rid of all these things that also over time is causing you to be sick. It's causing you to lose relationships. It's causing you to uh, li live in fear or live in worry. It's breaking your body down. It's breaking your mental down. It's breaking your emotions down because you're not wired to live in that space. You're wired in the image of God to live and experience love and to give love. Now, as, you, uh, as I conclude this message, I want to just share with you some other science that uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf is sharing. And she's got many great materials. I would highly recommend you check it out so that you can work on this. But she did say that for a life to be completely changed, if you have a traumatic, you know, unresolved thought in your life, it could take approximately 63 days of purposely attacking that thought and breaking it down. The first 21 days is where you are recognizing what it is, you're detecting it, you're looking at it, you're facing it, and you're facing reality and you're taking responsibility for it. And just that right there, recognizing that it wasn't just the circumstances, it wasn't someone else's fault, that you're recognizing that I actually have this thought in me. This is what I'm believing. And you realize that. Just that alone is starting to break apart and deconstruct the proteins. And if you do that and you begin to challenge that thought over the course of 21 days, you can deconstruct, break apart the proteins in that thought. But then it takes another two cycles of 21 days to grow a new thought, to begin to get those proteins to agree to form a new thought. And that new thought, we always talk about this. Last week I talked about it, how we want to repent, change our mind. We want to renounce what, what we've given space to, what the thought was. And then we want to replace it. So we're, we're talking about the renouncing and the replacing with two different words now. Deconstructing and reconstructing. And we're using science here. And we're saying that this is how science works. Your thought is composed of proteins that are twisted together if it's a toxic thought. You need to challenge that thought with God's word over the course of 21 days. And you need to spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day. You know, just purposely addressing the negative thought and challenging it and say, that's not true. Where did that come from? What was the experience that I had? And what were all the experiences I had to come up with this? And you process it and you think about it and you look at your, your situations and just doing that, you're challenging that thought like, well, that doesn't really make sense. That's not really true. You know, this is, this is God's really saying this to me and then and you're breaking it apart, okay? Once you deconstruct it, now you've got to construct and grow the new thought. So then you start to replace it with God's truth. God actually is with me. God is for me. And now you're starting to, you're starting to form it. And for the next two cycles of 21 more days, you're, you're growing that thought. The roots literally are going down into the brain. And it's starting to grow. And it literally begins to grow branches and connections. And you have to purpose to use affirmations and speak that truth and get more scriptures and memorize more, more of God's truth. And your, your mind is literally building your brain up 
with this new truth and it grows and it grows. And in 63 days, you are a new person in that area of your life. I mean, you can completely change a, a, a major thought in your life in 63 days, permanently. Permanent change because you permanently broke apart the old thought and you created a new one. It's not just about you having a bunch of willpower and just saying, okay, I'm going to just do things different now. Well, that ain't going to do it. Your, your brain is the computer. Your brain is running your life. You have to change your mind. You can't just, oh, I'm just going to do things different now. Well, the only way you're going to be able to do things different is if you change your mind and you got to break apart the wrong thoughts and put God's thoughts into place. I just think this is so incredible. I hope that this is helping you. I hope you're going to get motivated to get a journal, prayerfully ask God, God, what, where, is there any toxic thoughts in my life? Is there any trauma, unhealed hurt, unhealed thoughts, any wicked thoughts, wrong thoughts? God, show me. If God shows you something, that's the one to work on. And you just go after it. And you begin to challenge it. You begin to put God's scripture in place. You start journaling every day and do it for 63 days. Just attack, break apart. Isn't that what I, the Bible just told us to do? Let me see. Is that, what, is, that, is, that, is that what it says? Doesn't it say right here, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power, God power to break to demolish these strongholds. And we do that. We demolish these arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Isn't that what the Bible says? Right? Renewing your mind. Be transformed by renewing your mind. So that's how you do what these verses are saying. doesn't really do any good just to memorize a verse and say it. <laughs> Not do it. Jesus says that's like a person who's looking in the mirror and looks at himself, and as soon as he turns away, he forgets what he looks like. If you take the word and don't do it, you're just faking it. There's no action to it. It's not going to do you any good, right? The wise man and the foolish man. Jesus says they both heard the word. They both got the tools. They both memorized the verse, whatever. But one guy goes out and does it, and he's building his life. He's building his life on the rock. The other one just didn't do anything with it. And the storm came and he was washed away. His life came to nothing. So it's not just memorizing a verse. There's no magical formula to memorizing a verse. That's just a tool that we use to start changing our mind and meditating on and letting God use those truths to actually challenge thoughts in us and to purpose to make a change in the way that we see and think. So faith thinks differently. We attack all of those thoughts that are toxic. And I want to finish by saying this. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Your body is producing approximately a million new cells per minute. A million new cells per minute. And you are being renewed in Christ, you can be new. In Christ, the old can be gone and the new can come. And the more positive, godly, right thoughts that you have in your brain are going to affect the new cells being made right now in this moment. But if you're, uh, if you're filled with toxic thoughts and to whatever degree you have unhealed toxic thoughts in you right now, they, there are toxins that are affecting the quality of the million cells that are being produced in your body right now in this second. How many of those one million cells are being produced in you are full of life? And how many of them are being um, infected with toxins? Something to think about. Imagine all the chemicals swirling around in your body. These chemicals are the ingredients being used to make your cells. And some of those chemicals are toxic chemicals because of wrong thoughts and unhealed trauma. And the body is trying to get those things out of there. But the body needs your help. Your mind needs to be engaged in breaking down those wrong thoughts to get rid of those wrong chemicals and those wrong toxins that are trying to kill you and infect your cells. The quality 
Your mind determines the quality of the new cells that your body is making all the time. That's why we have so many sicknesses and diseases, because we have so much toxin coming from wrong thoughts and unhealed trauma that we have not captivated and made obedient to Christ. I believe that this topic is directly related to the quality of our lives. And God has given you not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. How do we renew our mind? How do we capture our thoughts? It's an all-day continuous process. And it is through relationship with Jesus Christ and an ongoing prayer dialogue with God. Every 10 seconds, we can literally garden our hearts, garden our thoughts, have God processing those. The Bible says that's one of the reasons why the Bible says to pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 It is actually possible to learn how to manage your thoughts and continually cleanse yourself from toxic Thoughts taking root in your brain and ruining your life. Every 10 seconds, you can capture your thoughts and keep them obedient to Christ through prayer, through letting God filter everything that's coming in. Your mind, your mind needs to be on Christ. Your mind need to, needs to be on things above. Your mind needs to be filtered through Christ and through God's word and through God's spirit. And that's what prayer does. So we are constantly processing life with God's help through prayer. That's how we need to live life. That's why I'm always saying we need to live our life filled with the Holy Spirit, in tune with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit, because He will deflect the wrong thoughts from being made. Our mind won't come to the wrong conclusions when we're walking in the Spirit. And our mind is processing things at an incredible rate, billions of parts per second, whatever. It's just, it's beyond my understanding how quick all the things that the mind is dealing with. That's why we got to constantly be letting the Holy Spirit filter our interpretation, our conclusions, and not letting the wrong thoughts get built into our brain with proteins. We want the right thoughts. Well, I hope this has inspired you that you can see your life changed with the help of God. His Spirit is with you, His Word is available to you, and His people love you. And you can rely on those three things to help you change any area of your life. It is possible. God has equipped you with all the tools that you need, but you need to decide to live by faith, not by feelings, not by sight, not by anybody else's opinions. Find out what God says is true. Attack every wrong thought with God's help, with the Word of God, and with people around you, and see your life changed. And if you want more information, again, search Dr. Caroline Leaf. In particular, there's a video called The Miracle of Changing Your Mind that I want you to check out. It'll be a blessing to you. Let me pray for you. God, this is such an incredible topic. It's just beyond... Um, my understanding, how amazing you've made us to be and the capacity that you've placed inside of us. And Lord, when you said to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, wow, what a challenge. So God, we ask that you would help us so that all of our mind, all of our brain, all of our soul, all of our emotions, everything is given over to you. May you equip us and teach us how to do this, how to be transformed by renewing our mind, how to demolish these strongholds and every pretension that comes against what you say is true. Help us to take every thought captive. Help our, our, our bodies to respond, our minds, our emotions to respond to your truth. I pray your blessings on, um, on my listener right now, each and every one of us. Help us, Lord, be um, a reflection of your image. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will the Lord bless you and keep you? The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in his name. Amen. Amen.